Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Talk Off. It is Friday, June 23rd, and this is our 50th episode of Talk Off. Technically, 51st, if you're keeping track of episode zero, the pilot. Yes, we did a pilot episode. Yes, claps. claps Thank you, Jake. Claps, claps all around. Thank you, Yes, Jake. we did do a pilot episode to see if we sucked. Uh, we did those on... Zach did his on an actual mic. I did mine on an Xbox headset. Um, we talked about the Louisville Slugger, Joe iPhone, and uh, more. And 50 episodes later, here we are. Here we are. Feels good. What, it feels good. Do we... Was the first episode in November or was that December? No. December, I think. Okay. Okay. So we're like six, seven months into the talk off. We made it. We we we've made, de- it we half, made it half half a hundred episodes. A hundred divided by two. That's where we're at. What stage of life are we in podcasting? Oh, we're hitting our midlife crisis. I would say right now. Oh, we're that really. We're, we're like we're like well, I guess we're fifty. We're fifty. We're gonna like buy like a sports car soon, right? I guess you could say we're 50, but you could also say we're six months old. Mm. You know what I mean? So we're either buying a sports car or we're still shitting ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Although I guess that kind of can, I mean, you could still shit yourself at 50, honestly. You absolutely could. I, I like to think we're buying motorcycle right now. That nobody Ooh, so knows that's about. that's your midlife crisis that you're you're a motorcycle guy. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about. Uh, I haven't really thought much past like tomorrow or like. What oh, I'm me personally. Oh, yeah, no, me personally. No, oh, yeah. I'm what not. do you think? What do you think your midlife crisis purchase would be? I don't even know. Like, I don't even like that much stuff. Like, I don't like mm. cars. Like, motorcycle just doesn't seem like I'd ever be into it like why why would i want to be outside yeah i don't what do people like i feel like that's such a stereotypical i think that's such a stereotypical midlife crisis thing to buy is like a motorcycle or like a convertible yeah definitely definitely like something with a huge engine that's a midlife crisis kind of definitely like even if it's like a beast lawnmower like still that's midlife crisis I'm looking up. Okay, so top ten, top ten things that men buy for midlife crises. Let's hear it. Okay, so these are just purchases in general. So these aren't these. Some of these necessarily aren't material things. Vacation. Okay. I could I see that. Good, uh, I could see that. That could be. Yeah, I love vacation. Uh, a new gadget. Sports car, designer clothes, motorcycle. I love clothes. Tickets to a concert you've long been wanting to go to. That sounds like a midlife crisis. That Uh, does sound like a midlife crisis, but. Tattoo. Traveling around the world. That's vacation. Uh, This doesn't sound. It says sex toys. Um. I don't think that's a midlife crisis. I, I think, think that's you're, midlife you're crisis. I think that's just you're just horned, horned up. Yeah, that's okay. Where did you get this Horny list? Police. Uh this list is that's from metro.uk.com. 
That's a great. It's a great place. Oh, the Brits, they're always horned up. Brits, Brits get more horny as they get older. I think. Brits are weird. Why do they talk different? I don't know. So they wear stupid. red coats a lot too. You know, and they're like making fun of us for like. I feel like I feel like all Brits do is walk around and just be like, oh, "Stupid Americans, so fat!" Like all the time. Like no, I don't they know think why, we love guns too. They think we love. They guns. think we love like, guns, love guns, cheese, and cheeseburgers. Yeah, guns and fast food is. I feel like everybody outside America thinks all of America is just guns and fast food. It's not. If, if which I feel like Mr. in Belgium, our Mr. Little Belgium, bubble. if you're still listening, uh, oh, yeah. America's not like that. Come visit, please. I think, but I feel like uh, Brits just. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. At least in our little bubble, in our world here, like I feel like fast food is not a good representation of America anymore. I don't think it is. Yeah. Yes, we have a lot of fast food, but so does everywhere. So does everywhere. I mean, I went to, I've, I've been to London before. I, I, I've seen a McDonald's there. So, that's what I'm saying. They need to relax. Stupid Brits. They think they're better than us. I watched a video of like a bunch of eat, a bunch of kids eating mm-hmm. um, uh, biscuits and gravy for the first time, and like they all looked at it and they were like throwing up, and then they ate it and they were like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And I was like, "Yeah." Screw you. Even though I don't they, even like biscuits don't have, and gravy. I think it's gross. <laughs> they don't get to experience a lot of the... Um, like, they might have some of the same foods, but not in the context that, that we eat the foods in. Like, I'm sure they have the basis of the food that we eat on Thanksgiving, but put together, we just we have Thanksgiving. Like, we combine those foods to make a Thanksgiving meal, and... It's just it's so so much better. Do they have turkey in England? Hundred percent. I mean, of course they. Do. I don't think so. No, they definitely do. Jake, can you Google that? Hundred percent, dude. Because I I have I have the question. Do can you Google if they have turkeys in England? If they don't have like actual, I don't know if they have turkeys. They definitely have chicken and fish and stuff like that, but I don't know if they have turkeys, man. I think that's American thing. And turkey, not the country. Native to the UK, nor do they. But you can get like turkey sandwiches over there. I know for a fact. Yeah. Are you probably. sure? Yes, because I had a turkey sandwich over there. <laughs> it says right. wild turkeys have also been introduced to several European locations for hunting purposes. Yo, they're picking up turkeys and just putting them in England to hunt? No, I'm fucked up. That is kind of fucked up. Leave the turkeys alone. What are they doing? Turkeys are... I think Peter needs to start opening the books on the UK. They should. Can I just say, turkeys is one of those animals that you see and you're like, holy fucking shit, it's a turkey. (laughs) Yeah, that that, that is actually the only animal that I see and I'm just like, oh my fucking turkey. (laughs) Dude, right? Like, Like... where we live, like like obviously squirrels, chipmunks, deer, raccoons, groundhogs, those shits. But when you see a turkey, you're just like, holy fucking shit, it's a turkey. I saw one on the golf course a couple weeks ago and I was like freaking out. And it was like, it was on the green. It was just sitting on the green. It was a par three, mm-hmm. like 105 yards. And it was just on the green, wouldn't move. You know what's the most annoying animal to come into uh, contact with? Let me hear it. Geese. I fucking hate geese. They're so mean. 
They're so mean. And like the thing is, is like they stand their ground well. They will fight you. They will they, you ever remember high school when they would hiss at us? Dude, yes. Yes. They're dude, they're they're so mean. They all don't they want do to be like, fucked with at all, dude. No. They, and they don't but they fuck just with us poop at all. everywhere. Use they a toilet. Jesus. Literally. Like you can't have a designated area for that. Like I will designate a pooping area for geese. Just like they only poop on baseball fields. Only poop on baseball fields. Only did they. I don't know why, but geese love baseball fields. They seek baseball fields out, and they only poop on baseball fields. Do you think they like? They like see a baseball field, and they're like their stomach starts to like rumble. And I don't like, oh, know. I have no. It must nice, because well, the, the thing I have is, never is been it, on a grass baseball field without goose poop. Well, the grass is always cut, and like the some of them, like the fields are nice, and they're always by the water. So at least down here, so they must be all horned up to poop. Well, I just I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I think they should get potty trained. Yeah, I mean you're definitely right with that one. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into baseball. Let's let's talk really quick about uh, let, let's stay on the subject of the UK because. The Major League Baseball, the Major League Baseball, fuck, the I Major hate League that baseball. I said that. Major League Baseball <laughs> is going over to the UK this weekend. The London game, I totally the forgot London that. Game. The London weekend. game is back after the coronavirus took it away. Uh, Cubs-Cardinals. Cubs and Cardinals I, in the Can UK. I just say that I feel like that's the best London game. I don't know why, but Cubs-Cardinals feels like a London game. It just feels like, I don't know why. I don't know what, what it is. But it feels right. Yeah. Um, I like it because, I mean, here's the deal with the London game. I'm really set on if you're going to bring the game over to the UK, just bring teams that have been around forever. I don't care. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. Just just don't bring. Yeah. You know what the I Marlins mean? Marlins. Yeah, don't bring the Marlins. The Diamondbacks. Like, just, just bring teams that like. Have an estab- like a pretty well established fan base that have been around for a while, so that I don't know. It just it just gives them a little more. Like if 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 someone in the UK comes to watch this game and they want to find out a little more about this team, like the Cubs, they can learn a little bit more about their history. And at least they have like Wrigley Field that's you know has some historic value. And the Cardinals have just, are just a good a well run organization historically. So. It, it just makes a lot more sense. Like th- they brought Yankees Red Sox over there in 2019. So it just makes a lot more sense to bring a st- well-established major league clubs already to the UK. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, you get so much more buzz that way. Like, just like we said, like if you bring the Marlins and Diamondbacks, like, yeah, people would go in London cause it's exciting. Cause the MLBs in London, but not as many people would be going if it's Cubs Cardinals. I think it's just the—I don't know. I think it's just the perfect game to bring to London. A lot of history in these teams. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a an inner division. This is it's just good. It's just I think it's going to be a great game. I love the London series, and I think that's one part where the NFL kind of misses out on it because the NFL doesn't really have the luxury of a long season. Obviously, the the NFL only plays on i mean they own sundays but you know they'll occasionally play a thursday or monday night game throwing a saturday towards the end of the season but yeah the only day that you can really do a, a london or a european game is is on a sunday and they don't have the luxury to be able to pull a large market team 
out of their home stadium and lose all that that revenue. They're they're usually bringing teams like the Jaguars. Who I'm not shitting on the Jaguars. The Jaguars have been, you know, on, they're on the rise, but they're London's team. They're London's team. When the Jaguars have to play in when it, when the Jaguars play in London, it's a home game for them. It literally everyone yeah. in London is a Jaguars fan because it's the only team they've seen. They're jagging off over there. They love they're it. loving it. I mean, I love Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is he's he's got some good hair. He's a good guy. Yeah, so Cubs Cardinals, they play Saturday 1 p.m. on Fox, and then they play Sunday, 10 a.m. on ESPN. Wainwright for the for the Cardinals on Saturday goes up against let's see, Justin Steele. Justin Steele for the Cubs, and then on Sunday we get a little Marcus Stroman, Jack Flaherty action. Which uh, Stroman is uh, Stroman's been on fire this year. Two point two eight ERA, nine four win loss, one point oh two WHIP. So he's been phenomenal this year. Look, the Cubs could could win two games over in the UK and come back over to the states at five hundred and make it a little more interesting in that uh, Central Division. Let's um let's stick on the topic of teams who have been, you know, kind of underperforming or overperforming. I want to throw some over-unders, Zach, and kind of tell you what they were set at at the beginning of the year, and then we're going to look at to what the projected wins on fan graphs are currently. Let's let's start with the let's start with the Cardinals. The Cardinals obviously we know have been completely underperforming. Their over-under for wins preseason was 88 and a half. Fangraphs now predicts them to win 68 games on the season. Uh, this year, without a doubt, is a wash for the St. Louis Cardinals. I have seen some buzz on Twitter about teams who may want to take an interest in, you know, at least making a call to St. Louis about Arenado or Goldschmidt. I don't know how well entertained those calls will be but um if i'm st louis if i'm the front office i'm picking up every phone call and i'm listening to every option because really it it doesn't hurt to just kind of it would be bad malpractice to not listen to every offer on the table for anyone right now yeah when when you're 31 and 44 and and even if you had all these expectations and you have been so good and you have the roster to be good if you're 31 and 44, you're picking up the phone on absolutely everyone. And and I understand they're not going to trade Nolan Arenado and they're not going to trade Paul Goldschmidt, but you have to pick up the phone. And this is the time right now, 13 games under 500, nine games out of first, that the Cardinals really in the front office need to start picking up their phone. And they need to start saying that they have guys on the market because this team needs to sell. They have so, so they're so deep in so many places and so weak in so many others. And it's incredible to me that they have done this for so long with so many good young outfielders, good young middle infielders, and absolutely no pitching. They've been doing this for years, and I don't understand what the problem is. This is the they're time just a when well you run suck team. so much. Like they're, just, they're just a well-run team. I know. Like they, they are, but there comes a time where you – have to sit there and realize that you're not winning a world series. You haven't won in obviously they had the great stretches, but they have not won in years. And with the teams that they're putting out, they're not going to win anything anytime soon because they have their teams of recent memory have not had pitching. 
And that that's been the story for the Cardinals. In my opinion, and what I've been saying pretty much this whole year, even this offseason, is that they need to trade their surplus of young infielders and outfielders and get some pitching in this in this rotation. Arenado and Goldschmidt, those are your leaders. Those are your your veteran leaders. They're not old yet. They're they're just just heading to the end of the prime. This is the time when you need to sell some of the young players that clearly are just not meshing with your system. Something has to change, and I think that's what it is. I don't think a huge Arenado Goldschmidt move is what they really need. I think it's smaller moves to get better in places that have been weak for years. Yeah, this this organization's at a weird time in their uh, weird time in their rebuild process because they have the star level talent to to go out and compete, but you don't have the the ensemble right now. So it's it's really it's really a kind of a toss up to, to where you can go with this team right now. I mean, I know the, the the easy way out is just to blow up the roster roster and start from scratch, but you know, I don't think they do that. I think they continue to build around the pieces they have in Arenado and Goldschmidt, and I think they, I think, I think a lot of people are gonna to start to to become impatient with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are have a fan base where they're used to winning and that they're gonna want to win fast. And you, you, you know, you just you just spent a lot of money on a guy like Contreras who is not contributing at all. So a lot of Cardinals fans really soon are gonna start scratching their heads and saying, you know, was this signing worth it? Do we move on from a guy like this? What do we do? Uh, this this next this these next, I would say eight to ten months are going to be really important for the next season for the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely going to be some. So at the end of the at the end of the season, there's definitely going to be some some people scratching their heads, wondering what the hell's going on. But this team needs to make moves. That's that's pretty much it. Just point blank period. This team just needs to make moves. Something needs to change. I think almost it wouldn't be insane for them to make a move at the deadline this year to set the set themselves up at the table for next year. Hundred percent. That seems like I a expect very Tyler Cardinals thing. Tyler O'Neill, I think, will not be a Cardinal come September. No, and I also think it wouldn't be necessarily a bad idea for them to jump on a pitcher now while the pitchers are available in the market. You know, one name that really jumps out to me, especially for next season. A guy like, I mean, we, we've said this over and over again, but like a guy like Bieber or a guy like Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease isn't pitching well, but maybe you can jump on him now and, and try to get him while his value maybe not what it once was. It's just the Cubs are, excuse me, the Cardinals are lacking a an ace. It's clear everyone sees it. They're lacking pitching depth, but especially at the top of the rotation. They don't have anyone that they can rely on every five days to go out there and really throw seven, six or seven shutout innings. They lack that, and it shows. Obviously, we we you can take five seconds to look at the win win loss column, and clear, it's it's extremely clear that they're they're missing out on an essential piece of their roster. While they might have the offense, they don't they don't have the the pitching to back this up. So. Uh, definitely look at the Cardinals to address the major holes they have with their starting pitching. All right, another team that has been performing a lot better, and I want to say a lot better than we had expected. I think Zach and I both thought this team was going to be complete dog shit this year. The Cincinnati Reds, starting the season off with 63.5 wins, 
now projected 86 wins on the season. Who would have thought that the Cincinnati Reds could possibly creep up on a 90-win season? We saw how cool it was the other day when Joey Votto comes back, hits a homer in his return to Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a great fan base, and you know they've went through a lot of shit the last the last better part of a decade. I mean, the last time that I mean, this is and, and again, this is off the head, but I can remember them making the playoffs. Probably 2014, I think, was the last time they made the playoffs, and I think that's when 2013 or 2014 when they had Cueto absolutely shook on the mound in Pittsburgh in that wild card game. Mm-hmm. So since then, it's been really nothing good. It's been a lot of in and out, different players, different, just a lot of moving pieces in Cincinnati. Just right a lot now. of shit. Just, just a, a lot, lot of shit, shit going on. I mean, they had like yeah. a really weird time where it's like they got Trevor Bauer. He won a Cy Young. They thought maybe that was their guy. He left. And they got Yasiel Puig. They got Yasiel Puig. <laughs> Jesse Winker was good, and then they let, and then he left. So it's um. But look, Cincinnati Cincinnati drafted well. Cincinnati brought some great talent up. Ellie De La Cruz is he's looking like he is the real deal. Hunter Green is a the guy they have locked up. Zach, this team is slowly but surely coming together into a nice ball club. 100%. Like this is the team to watch in baseball right now. If you're not watching if you're just a baseball fan, you're seeking out Cincinnati Reds games. Uh, their offense is electric. Their pitching has been great. And I, I don't know. I, I, they're just hot in Cincinnati. They've won 10 straight. They're 40 and 35 leading the Central right now. And I fully expect them to win the Central at this point because it, it, it's the same old, same old story we've been talking about. The Brewers, I don't know how they even keep winning because they're just playing bad baseball. Even the games they win don't look good. The Cubs have been playing well recently, but they're an up and down team. This is a maybe 75 win team, maybe because there's just so hit and miss. Pittsburgh's been falling and the Cardinals are terrible. So this is Cincinnati's division to win right now. They're the hottest team in all of baseball. And with the young guys that have come up, Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain, and the guys in the rotation like Nick Lodolo, and Graham Ashcraft's been hurt, but he, when he comes back, hopefully he could turn it around. Hunter Green is hurt right now, but he'll come back. They, they, they've had great guys come up. They've had guys who have been there who are leading the team. And adding a veteran like Joey Votto never hurts. I don't think he'll probably start at first base as much as people think. I think he's probably going to play more of a bench role. But having that veteran there is really important. And I think the Cincinnati Reds are they're in – one of the best positions in baseball right now because they're just playing so good and everyone in their divisions sucks. Yeah, the the central is. I mean, we talked about it. The cent half the or excuse me, almost half of the central is going over to the UK. Like, well, math two divided by five. Someone figured that out. Um, is going over to the UK this week to play. So the Reds are uh, they're holding down the the central. On U.S. soil, and I mean, I, 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 I agree with you. I think the if the Reds stay this hot, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't, they can't win the Central. I don't see why. And I think this, I think this would be a fun team to see Joey Votto take into the playoffs. I don't necessarily know if they would make a lot of noise. They don't. I mean, they have the bullpen to back up the offense, but I don't necessarily 
know if they have the starting pitching to give enough support to get to that bullpen to hold that lead. That's the only issue I have with this team. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't necessarily see Cincinnati being big buyers of the deadline. I think uh, I think they're a team who almost likes to sit on their own ass, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, they've been buyers in the past. They've been buyers in the past, but I, I, I don't I don't necessarily see them going out there and making that blockbuster trade or making a trade that's going to blow up headlines. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't think this is a, this is a team that will make a move. I, I think this is a team where you sit on your young guys. Like they're so young right now that it, that it really doesn't. They don't need to make a move. Like this is just they're they're so overperforming and their young guys are coming up and being so good so fast that this is not a team that you push all the chips in and say we're going for a championship. That's just it. it Maybe in. Three years, that's what you do when these guys have three years of service under their belt and they're all feeling way more comfortable in the league. But this is a team that you just got to ride out with your young guys. And you said they get into the playoffs, you don't know how much noise they'll make. To that, I say there are not going to be, there are probably going to be some not great teams in the playoffs this year, especially in the National League. If Cincinnati wins, Right now, they're lined up to play the Dodgers, but I expect the Dodgers to be better than the San Francisco Giants. So it's looking like they'll play either the Giants or the Brewers, maybe the Phillies. These are all teams that they can beat, especially in a three-game series with Hunter Green on the mound, then Lodolo, then Ashcraft. I I feel pretty, like not very confident, but I, I absolutely think the Reds could take that series. And then after that, who knows, but I think this is a team who we could see win a wild card series and get back to the division series that which they haven't been to in a while. We'll we'll dive in a little more to playoff pictures later on in in the show. Let's move on. I've got three more teams to round out a top five, probably strange projected win uh, total that you wouldn't expect preseason. Let's talk about let, let's really quickly talk about the New York Mets. We uh we talked about them a lot on the show. 91 and a half was the preseason total, now projected 74. I think this total could change a little bit depending on what they do at the deadline. I have very mixed emotions about the deadline. I think the Mets could either do something at the deadline if they feel that it could impact next season. Um, but I think in all likelihood, they're going to be sellers. And I think they're, I think some, some names that come to mind, David Robertson, Tommy Pham, maybe, maybe a Justin Verlander or Scherzer, if the right team, if the right situation is out there, but you never know this, this team, the Mets could jump on somebody if they feel has team control for the next few years or if they feel like they can sign them. But I feel as the moment this is uh 74 feels like the good number right now for where, uh, for how the team is playing. Cause they're playing very much fi- uh, below 500 baseball right now. And, and you know, 74 wins is where they'll be at this rate. Yeah, I think the, I think the projection stands. I think, you know, the Mets have shown who they are this year. It doesn't, they, they haven't shown anything that seems like they're going to get any better. So, I would say 74 is pretty much right on the dot. That'll 
They'll end what seventy four and. Although I do have this weird feeling, I do have this weird feeling that they're going to go on a run at some point. I just don't know when that's going to be. I mean, I, I, I definitely hope so, but I just like you, you have that feeling because you're a fan. Sometimes I get that feeling too, but um, I just think this team has really shown nothing this year that you could point to and be like, yeah, that they they're doing that good. Like it's yeah, just, it's no, just all been pretty it, bad. It, so yeah, it's all been pretty bad. But like the Mets love to do these weird things where they they'll rip off like ten in a row, like right after the All Star break, and then mm-hmm. you'll be like, "Ooh, this is now weird. This is this is weird because this like kind of puts us in contention a little bit. Like you'll be four out of the wild card, and you'll ooh, start to get dicey. So, um, yeah, stay tuned to the Mets because uh, most likely shit, but maybe good. Uh. Guardians, 86.5 preseason, 78 wins now projected. There's been a lot of talk in the news, as we've already discussed multiple times on the show and on today's show. Shane Bieber's name has been talked around trade blocks. This is, uh, this, is, this, is a, this is a weird team. This is a weird team. I thought this team was going to be better. I thought this team was going to absolutely dominate the American League Central. Uh, and the American League Central is uh, it's 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 not a good team at all. Uh, excuse me, it's not a good division at all. The Minnesota Twins are in first place, I believe. Are, are they at five hundred now? Do we know? They are. Yep, exactly five hundred. Okay. All right, all right. So they're in in the in the lead in the division at five hundred, and that must infuriate you as a yep. somewhat as an American League East guy, but. The Guardians are a disappointing team. No one can really uh, seem to find a groove. It's a very similar situation to the Mets, where nothing seems to really be clicking. Things things seem if one thing is on, the other is off. So it's a very weird uh, seesaw of emotions right now for Guardians fans. Yeah, I mean Cleveland's one of those teams this year that uh, I mean I had really high hopes for. Like you said, I, I thought they were also going to run away with the AL Central. I thought it was theirs to win for no question. But the, the, like you said, there's just nothing has been good this year. The pitching has been eh, the hitting has been terrible, and it's just guys that were providing so much for them last year just aren't doing it this year. With Ahmed Rosario hitting like I think under two twenty. Andres Jimenez hitting, I think, under 260. And Jose Ramirez hasn't been doing enough. They still start Miles Straw, which is terrible. Josh Bell has been horrific. Josh Mm. Naylor has been horrific. Yep. Like, this team is just not at all what I thought they would be. And this is a team that we've been talking about for weeks because they're going to sell Shane Bieber. It's looking like that way. And, you know, like, you talk so much – doom and gloom about them but they're still one game out of the division like they're still they still can win this division there's still a lot of time left and minnesota is just not playing great baseball either so this is a kind of how we talk about with the nl central it's just these both of these are really up for grabs honestly anyone could come and get them because there's so much baseball left and nobody's really running away with it final team i want to bring up to you here that really uh Really, I think, shocked all of us here on the podcast. Seattle Mariners, 87 and a half wins, now projected 79. Uh, we had a lot of high hopes for this team, making the playoffs for the first time in two decades. 
And now it seems much of similar tides for Seattle. Uh, they do not look, unfortunately, like a team who is ready to to really repeat as uh, a playoff contender. But things could change. Things can change quickly. I, I do expect them to be buyers of the deadline. But I don't see anything in this team as of now that really makes me believe that they're a playoff team. No, and this is this is the, this was my team this year. This was like uh, between the Mariners and like the Diamondbacks. Like like Seattle, I had such high hopes for. You said their win total was eighty seven and a half. I was hammering that like by a lot. I like my opinion. They were not. They were supposed. They should have been a ninety five win team this year in my mind. But th- they're just not. The the hitting has been eh. You know, and at the beginning of the year when Jared. Uh, Kelnick, I can never say his name. Yeah, Kelnick. When when Jared Kelnick was playing so well, you thought that okay, this was the one thing that they were missing. They needed him to do do good this year for them to be good, and everything around them has just everything around him has just fallen apart. Julio Rodriguez was, in my opinion, getting hyped way too much last year, and I I will continue to say that. And he has just proved the haters right because he has not been playing well. He's hitting terribly. His fielding's fine, but yeah, it's just he's not living up to that rookie of the year insane season that he had last year. Yeah, it's uh, he's not having the same rookie season. It's maybe a little sophomore slump, but I still think he has. I think he's. I, st- I still think he's an MVP caliber player. He's a five tool guy, but. Uh, Seattle definitely leaned on him heavily last year to project them into that uh, that playoff spot in the wild card. But I, I really, I really, really think that Seattle has some some work to do. They have some work to do in the bullpen. They have some work to do up and down the lineup just to really solidify this team as a playoff contender because the pieces are all there. And it's not. Listen, it's not like they're playing awful awful baseball to the point where it's it's kind of throw the season in the garbage they just need to they need to get back on track and they need to get back on track fast i mean they're only two games out of they're only two games behind 500 right now yeah i mean their problem is that they're in the tough al right now and the al is performing so well especially the al west and the al east so it's going to be real tough for them to get in if they want to but I don't know. I feel like since Robbie Ray went down for the season, this team just went on a downward spiral. And it's not even that Robbie Ray meant that much to their team or that he was playing insanely well. Like he wasn't pitching that great when he went down. But I feel like since he went down, this team has just been in a downward spiral and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The the team needs to change unless they're going to spiral out of control. So let's... uh... Let's transition. I know you talked a little bit about the playoffs uh, earlier today. Major League Baseball dropped the graphic. If the 2023 postseason started today, let's really quick, let's rip through the teams. The top seed in the National League, no surprise here, the Atlanta Braves, followed up by the two seed Arizona Diamondbacks. The three seed would go to the Cincinnati Reds. I would like the sound of that. The four seed would go to the Miami Marlins. The five would go to the San Francisco Giants, winners of 10 in a row now. The six seed, which mu- would surprise a lot of people if I said this back in, in April, May, 
the Los Angeles Dodgers over in the let, let, let's start there. Let's start there. Let's let, let's start in the NL first. Let's not jump over to the AL yet. Um, best of three series. Zach, let let let's start with the Marlins and the Giants. You know, I, I this one is tough. I don't want to go with the recency bias just because the the Giants are hot right now. They're streaking. They're naked. But I'm going with the Marlins on this. If this if this was today, I'm going with the Marlins. I really like the fact that. People, people forget, and we talked about this on, on Tuesday's show, people forget they have a Cy Young winner in Alcantara still in that rotation. And, and Listen, he might not figure it out this season, but if they sneak into the postseason, like I don't care what you say, that guy can still go out there any day of the week and throw six, seven, or maybe even eight shutout innings. Hell, even even maybe even nine. He has the stuff to do it. He's won a Cy Young. He's proven at this level. It's all a timing thing now. And in the postseason, regular season stats don't mean shit. I think the Miami Marlins all around would be a better playoff baseball team than the Giants. I agree with you. I'm with you 100%. Now, if if the season ended today, I would absolutely have the Marlins in this series. No question. Let's go up to the Dodgers and the Reds. Listen, we all want to take the Reds, but I think we know it's 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 Los Angeles. It's the Dodgers. It's the, it's Dodgers. the Dodgers. It's the Dodgers, unfortunately, but... But I don't um, expect the Dodgers to be sixth, so we I don't. won't have to worry about that complaint. Right. Time. Uh, so this this would be a fun series: Dodgers against the Arizona Diamondbacks in a best of five series. To be honest with you, this series I could see going five. If it did, I would still take the Dodgers in this series. But look, I think I think Arizona is as fun as of a team as there is in the major leagues right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they stole a series and made it to the championship series if they were slotted right in to the divisional round. Yeah, you know uh, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are, are the right pick, honestly, if you're thinking. But but I think if the Diamondbacks in this, if this was a series, the Diamondbacks got two great starts from Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen they could take that third game somehow. They would have to get incredible starts from Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen and just hit the shit out of the ball. I think yeah, they Zach could Allen, do it. Zach, but Allen would have to, Zach Allen would have to literally put the team on his back. and He would have uh, to probably go seven or eight shutouts. Yeah. So, But look, it would be fun, right? So, it would definitely be fun. So I'm taking the Dodgers in that. So, And then we move over to Braves-Marlins. And... Zach, I'm just going to make it clear here. I think the Braves are going to the World Series this year. Same. So Same. let's just push the Braves along. I mean, the, what the, what Atlanta has done is literally a uh, a masterclass in how to build an organization, top to bottom. You look at the whole roster that is all built essentially from their own farm system. It's perfect. So they have Atlanta, a man. Perfect hats roster. off. They're literally they're literally the the perfect example of a. Uh, of a major league baseball team over in the American league, Tampa Bay would be the one seed followed by Texas Rangers at the two seed Minnesota twins, the three seed Baltimore Orioles, the four New York Yankees, the five and rounding out the bracket, the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim as the six seed Zach. Let's go down to the Bronx where the Yankees will be taking on the Orioles. If the season ended today, Let's assume all things considered that the Yankees get Rodon back. 
Okay. Okay. That was, I that think, was my I question. Think, I think it's, I think it's fair to assume that let, let, let's say everyone's healthy. Let's turn injuries off. Okay. Injuries I are think, off. I think the Yankees take this series and it's not even close. Agreed. If the injuries are off a hundred percent, I think it's not even close. Angels Absolutely. twins. Angels twins is a interesting one for me. It's really interesting because I have this angels. I have this. Okay. So I, I know you want to go angels, but hear me out on this. Like, I tell won't. me it would not be the most angels thing of all time to lose this series. Like, oh, they finally be, get in. They yeah. finally get in. It would be the most angels thing ever to just lose this series. So for that purpose alone, I'm, I would take the twins in this series. Now, I'm taking Anaheim only because I feel like it would also be very Angels for them to win this series and maybe compete with Texas after that, and Otani still leaves. I think, well, here's the thing. I don't think Anaheim has the team to go to the World Series, but we've seen we've seen anything happen in baseball. I mean, the Phillies, who won like 86 games last year, made it to the World Series. So literally anything can happen. But it would be, in my mind, here's how I picture it. It's either Anaheim makes it out of the wild card wins wins the divisional round against texas which it looks all things considered there it looks like they're if they make it in they'll be playing texas in the divisional and then get absolutely shat on like i'm talking like full-on swept in the in the championship like that would be a very angels thing it would be so funny it would be so funny but it would be either that or they would or they would get embarrassed in in the divisional and the the Anaheim would be the quietest place on the planet. Even no matter who won this series, if if it happened, no matter who won this series, is getting swept by Texas. So I don't care. So it really doesn't matter. All right. So let's let let's 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 you know let's play into it because it's the better series. Let's let's play into it. Let's say Anna, Anaheim uh, makes it out. Let's do Texas, Texas, and uh, and the Rangers. Or excuse me, the Angels and, and the, the Angels. Rangers. I think the Rangers literally sweep them. Uh, yeah, I think I think so fast. I, I think the most entertaining series here to look at Rays Yankees. I think this goes five. I think yep. this goes the distance, and I think I think the Yankees win this series. So do Yankees, I. I think the so Yankees win I. this series because I think they have more pitching. If they have Cole, if they have Cole and Rodon, I that's that's hard to bet against. So. Uh, I would take the Yankees in that series, and then you would have Yankees and the Rangers in the championship series. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm still Texas. taking the I'm still taking the Yankees here. I'm taking Texas. I'm taking a Yankees and Atlanta World Series. But I, I'll tell you this, Zach. I don't think anyone is stopping Atlanta this year for seeing any injuries that happen to their pitching staff or any major talent they have. They are clearly the best team in baseball. Baseball is certainly not as top heavy as as it's been in years past, but the the in the National League it's just completely lopsided with the Atlanta Braves. They are by far miles ahead of in my opinion even the Dodgers now. The Dodgers don't have the pitching depth that the Atlanta Braves have. So yep. I think the Atlanta Braves are the best team in the National League. I think they're the best team in Major League Baseball. I if the season ended today, the Braves win no doubt in my mind. Zach so slight wrinkle. Okay. So the graphic that MLB posted, if the if the postseason ended today, if the postseason started today, was from this morning. The Houston Astros played today. 
Okay. And they won. So they actually would be the sixth seed over the Angels. Ooh. They have a half game on the Angels. Ooh. And that would change quite a bit for me. That would change a little bit for me. I mean, I think they would I think they would definitely make it to the ALCS. I think they would definitely make it to the ALCS, but I think I still would I, I think listen, I think the Yankees would beat them this year. I think if there was any if there was a year for them to beat the Astros, this is the year to do it. Yeah, I I understand. I just I just wanted to say that. No, also, yeah, no. I want to say that I think this this MLB postseason is going to be one of the best we've ever seen for the sole purpose that so many of the playoff games are going to be interdivision. Yeah. Because most, like, most likely, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but most likely the Central is going to get swept in the wild card. Like, not, not sweep every, they're not going to get swept in every series. Like, some of the series might go three, three games, but. I think the Central will probably lose the NL and the and the AL and the AL wild card. Maybe the Reds will get passed, but who knows? And then it's all the same division pretty much. So it's going to be so interesting when we see interdivision games and so many teams playing their division. It's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be sick. Yeah, no, t- could not agree more. Let's um before we get into uh, some picks and we close out. Zach, I want to get your opinion. The Major League Baseball and the Pittsburgh Pirates dropped another City Connect today. Pirates City Connect, uh, it's a very split decision. Either you love it or you hate it. What's your What's your guys' opinion on this? So I really like the jersey, the like the like the color and like the design. I really like it. I do not like the PGH. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of the design. I'm a big fan of the hat. I don't love the PGH, but to be honest with you, like everything else kind of kind of overtakes the PGH for me. I give this jersey I mean the PGH really sucks on the front, but it's I, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely not my least favorite. It's definitely not the worst. I mean the pants, the black pants with the yellow piping on the side is sick. Yes. Very Pittsburgh. The hat is very Pittsburgh. I think if we're being honest, I think this is one of the better city connects that we've seen because there's some there's some pretty bad city connects out there. There are. There's also um, some really good ones. There's some really good ones also. I mean, my favorite without a doubt is Boston. But it's one of my favorites. I um I think I'm I, I think I'd give this a solid six and a half out of ten. I think I think it's around a six and a half seven. I think it's. I think it's just. I, think I, I don't. I just. Is, is the, the is PGH the just kills it for me. Yeah, I feel like they could have done something so much better. I don't know what, but just it's so big and it's so just PGH. Yeah, here's my here's my beef with the uh, with the Pittsburgh and I, dude. I think like Pittsburgh is one of my favorite National League teams. Like I just love the hat. I love the the team. I just love everything about the Pirates. Like I think they're such a cool team, and you could do so yeah. much with this with the logo. I think a lot of times that the I don't it's probably not even on the teams to be honest with you it's probably with Nike and in Major League Baseball with how they want to market the the certain cities but like less is so much more with these jerseys like and I like with the fact that this was a very simple jersey but the 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 huge PGH font just doesn't look great It's unfortunate but it's okay the cool part about it is the 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 font is inspired by the uh, Roberto Clemente Bridge, so that's cool. That's cool. So, 
All right. Uh, should we get into uh, some picks? I think that would be okay. All right, let's do it. Powered by Riverside. Picks for Friday, June 23rd. I can go first here. I am going to take I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm going to take the Pirates cuz, you know, it, it, I got I got the Pirates mojo today. Plus 143 <laughs> against the Marlins on Apple TV tomorrow night. Uh I I like Pittsburgh in this game. Don't know why. It's it's I know it's a weird pick, but let's ride. I love it. Uh, Jay, can you go? I'm still in between picks. Uh, of course I'll go, Zach. Um, Orioles overs are back hot again. Uh, we took a loss a few weeks ago, but we're 2-0 and in our last two. We're going to go 3-0 and in our last three. Orioles, Mariners, over 8 and a half. 8 and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> All right, I've settled. I, I think I, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Cleveland Guardians tomorrow, going up against Milwaukee Brewers, Shane Bieber on the mound against Wade Miley. In Cleveland, the the Guardians got to get it going, and Shane Bieber is pitching probably some of the last games he'll ever pitch in a Guardians uniform. So, you know, I feel like he's going to put it all out there. I'm going with the Guardians. Nice. I like that pick. Do we have Sunday Night Baseball picks this week? Do we know? Oh, Jake. We don't. Good Good reminder. Good okay, catch, so let's let's do some let's do some Sunday night let's baseball. Some picks. Sunday night, Sunday baseball, night picks. baseball this week. Sunday night baseball is it's actually a really good one. Astros Dodgers on ESPN this Sunday night at seven p.m. Uh, hmm. Hunter Brown against Tony Gonsolin. I am gonna go. I'm gonna go Astros on this. I think I'm gonna go LA. I. Oof, I don't know. I think I'm going to go L.A. too. I'm going Astros, and I like the Dodgers too. I just like them aesthetically I think L.A. LA at home, Sunday Night Baseball, just feels right for them to win. They'll probably mic up Mookie Betts. I'm going Astros Astros. on this. All right, we could see Daz go even farther down the totem pole. Or leaderboard. I don't know why I said totem pole. Or it'll... Or it'll just be a one, a one game lead. For or it could be a one game lead. It won't be. Dawes can't win a pick. Unless it's our pick segment, I'm actually really good at that. Yeah, you're good at that. Not Sunday night baseball. Let me tell you something, bud. You're pretty bad at it. Nah, I, I honestly, I feel like the Astros are going to win. I don't know why, but I'm picking the Dodgers still. So. Roulette. Yes. I don't is have it anybody, up. Does anybody have it up? I can do it then. Uh, I could do it without money. But no, that's no fun. Goes. That's no fun. Because if we hit it, I'm going to be pissed again. Yeah. We're due on the since we started picking three numbers. We are due since we started picking three numbers. I have to pee really bad. Can you guys hear that bird? Yes. Tiny bit. Enjoy your uh, bird noises, everyone. Can we stop giving me pop-ups? 
That's what I, I hate uh, about phones. I found out YouTube TV is dropping the Mets today. They're dropping SNY? Yeah. That sucks. Yep. Because you're going to have literally no way to watch it. Uh, They have an SNY app on Apple TV, so I have to get someone's uh, optimum login, a.k.a. Uh, probably family member. Okay, uh, numbers. Seven. Seven? 22. Who was first? Who was first? Uh, I think it was, I'll give, I it think to, it was I'll give it to Jake. I think it was Jake. I'll give it to Jake. I'm going with 31. Here we go. In eight seconds, we're going to spin. Six, five, four, three, two, one. We are spinning. We have spinning, a nice spinning, man spinning, as our spinning, spinner. Spinning, 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 spinning. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. It was just 14. That's good for 31. Thirty-six. God fucking Whoa. damn it! I would have picked that if you picked twenty-two. Suck it, Jake. That's two weeks in a row. That's what Suck you. I'm never picking twenty-two ever again. Oh my god. Twenty-two is an unlucky number. I'm never picking it again. I'm going back to seventeen. I'm so mad at you, Jake. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> I should have just. I'm so mad at Dawes. Why didn't he say you were first? <laughs> nope, gave it to you. Because I'm just a nice guy. It's called good karma. All right, everyone. Well, that's our show. Have a uh, have a good weekend. Hopefully, it's not a washout for anyone because it looks like it's going to be a washout for us. But uh, enjoy the weekend, everyone. Bye. If you watch the travelers, look for me and Dawes.